Life can be a bitch, but so can I and I'm still funny. So let's laugh about it. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello world and welcome back. I feel like it's been 8,000 years, which it, it has low key. I mean, I have taken a little bit of a break from doing this. What, two weeks? Two whole weeks, people. I'm just so busy being unemployed, what can I say? Um, well, I guess not, because that's the, the name of this episode. OMG, I got a job. Uh, so I posted something on my social media two weeks ago that I had big news coming. I had done an interview for a job, and I felt like I just nailed it, and it was... The best interview ever. It was something that I wanted to do so badly that I legitimately convinced myself that they were going to call me that day. They didn't. Fun fact. You know, they waited the two weeks. Uh, and I definitely was sweating throughout that time. So I held off on recording an episode because I wanted to wait and see what would happen. These damn neighbor kids, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. These troglodytes walk across our front lawn when they get off the bus as if it shaves off any amount of time to walking to their house. But they do so at their own risk because our dogs, you know, you relieve themselves in our front lawns. Anyway, complete sidetrack. But yes, I was just called maybe an hour or two ago and offered a position. It does have an end date. Uh, however, it could lead and is most likely, you know, I'm manifesting it, going to lead into a full full-time position. I'm being extremely transparent about this because... I felt I've been talking about this entire situation from start to finish, and I'm hoping that it can influence, persuade, and give some outlook to people who are out there struggling as well. So I originally, I'll tell this in like a timeline form, the job is a legislative press aide for uh, the Connecticut Democratic House office obviously in the in the state capital of Connecticut Hartford and I grew up in Connecticut but fun fact didn't really spend much time in Hartford because I have lived on the coast my whole life and why would you go inland when you live on the beach I mean it's kind of very much I I don't really need to leave here so when I went up for the interview I'd applied for the job and it had it mentioned it was an entry-level position. And I wasn't, you know, obviously I've worked in the industry of news for nearly three years. And I've done internships. And I have a full-on bachelor's degree in journalism. So an entry-level position isn't per se where I would want to start. However, I applied to it thinking, you know, it was a shoe in I still didn't have a job. I was really stressed about that. So I applied kind of as a fallback plan, and I had another job interview for a company that uh, my friend had got me in contact with in Denver. I know humorous because I literally would have had to move all the way back west. Now, I was extremely excited for the Denver opportunity, but not the Connecticut opportunity. So I showed up in Hartford, was super nervous for my interview. I got there 10 minutes early, well, 15 minutes early, and I sat in the parking garage because I was always told never to show up 15 minutes early for an interview because it stresses people out. So I sat in the parking garage, and then I went up, 
And I sat there and then did an interview in a room with four people. And the interview went phenomenally, in my opinion. I mean, I can obviously get some dirt on that and see if I, you know, botched it. But I loved everything that they were saying about the job. So to to put it briefly, I am going to be in charge of 10 Democrats in the Connecticut House. I'm going to help them run their social media. I'm going to help them with email blasts, press releases, op-eds, all of the above. So I'm going to be doing a lot of really what I did in the news industry just for a partisan viewship. And honestly, after living in Wyoming... I can't say that I'm upset about that, (laughs) but I definitely felt I botched one question specifically, and the question was, how would you convince or help influence representatives by telling them that they need to focus more time on legislation and wane off a little bit. Not a little bit, I guess. It wasn't ultimately telling people to not worry about their full-time jobs because, you know, you don't get paid a full-time salary for being a legislator. And that makes sense. So people obviously have other work, but it was kind of a question on how do you convince someone to spend more time on legislation? And I had a great answer, but for whatever reason, in the middle of answering the question, I completely blanked and I just continued to talk. You know, that's what you do on the news. If you lose a train of thought or you forget what's going on, you just kind of keep talking for a slight amount of time. I'm not saying continue the conversation for another 15 minutes. Carry it on until you realize at one point that you're mumbling and a babbling buffoon at that point. And then you stop yourself, which I did. And I said, but anyway, to tie it all together. And then I said some cliche line about giving a voice to the voiceless. And that was really the one question I felt I botched in the entire situation. Just because anything that they may have perceived as a negative aspect of the job, I was already used to with being a news reporter, meaning tough deadlines lines and my day changing at the drop of a hat because of a news story, weird hours, all of that stuff I, I was already used to. So that really didn't stump me at all, which was great. This dog, I'm just going to give you a heads up. The dog may bark, so I may I may have to tame them. Juno, hey, hey, buddy, let's not do that. Your father's working, please, for the love of God. So after doing the interview, I just left and I told myself I wanted the job. Like there was, I wanted nothing else but that job. I didn't even want to do the interview for the Denver position. And I I still ended up doing it, which was great. I think it was great because it helped show me that it could be an option of something I did, but not necessarily something that I wanted to do full time or at least moving all the way back to Denver for I mean I would accept a job easily for that here on the east coast because I wouldn't have to drive 2,000 miles to the U-Haul in the back of my car again which was a nightmare and a half but um, I I told myself I wanted it I did a lap around the capitol building I walked through the legislative building and it was just like magic It, it felt as though that was the place I needed to be I had covered Uh, two years of legislation in Wyoming. And it was amazing. It was one of my favorite things to do. It was stressful the first time I did it, obviously, because it was something new. But it was extremely invigorating. And the adrenaline from covering it kept me going every day. So that's really what sparked my interest in that. So I waited and waited and waited. And I had the interview. And then I... 
left for some time and then came back and still heard nothing. So I was low-key defeated about it. I thought for sure I was a shoo-in for the position. I was just like, this is an entry-level position. And not only do I have a degree in a field that you would need, but I also have experience in the news, which is really where you need the most representation, especially today. Um so yeah, so when I got the call today, I was extremely, extremely excited, and it is a sessional position, so I'm going to be at least working from February 5th, which is next Wednesday, to May 6th, which is the first Wednesday in May, and I asked the man who I spoke with on the phone, and I'm assuming a coworker, if this could ultimately open up to a full-time position, and he said, yes, you know, after we see what it's like working with you, and we see the products that you produce, um... This could easily open to a full-time position because we do have a lot of turnaround in here. And then they felt as though I was already like a top candidate for it. So I was like, that's great. Stroke my ego a little more, sir. So I'm extremely hopeful, at least for the time being, you know, I have a job and I'll be able to save up some money and hopefully eventually move up to Hartford with a full-time offer. But yeah, it was super exciting to, to get that news today. And I felt I should share it on the podcast because originally I was planning on shooting a podcast this morning anyway, but I wasn't going to title it OMG I Got a Job because I didn't get a job. Um, I was going to briefly touch upon the interview process and just say how nerve wracking it was. I sweat. Like, let me tell you, I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but for whatever reason, I can do a full on workout. I can run a marathon. I can shoot a freaking Nike commercial and you will not get a single droplet of sweat under my armpits, on my face, nothing. Like, I just won't sweat. But you best believe you put me in some sort of stressful or minorly stressful situation and I will sweat buckets. Like it's embarrassing. Like I had to keep my suit jacket on the whole time because if I had taken it off, they would have been like, I'm sorry, did you go swimming in the ocean before you came to this interview? It's low-key weird, disgusting. I mean, I don't stink, which is great, but it's, I don't know. Perspiration, what can I say, people? Ain't no deodorant strong enough for the pinto armpits, apparently. But um, yeah, so I did that and then I drove back and I just wanted that job. I had my eyes set on that job and that was what I needed to do. So I'm so, so glad and happy that I get to say I get to do that. So I am making a slight career shift from being the reporter on air to now being the person that will disseminate that news to reporters, but at least I have that experience to help me connect with with local reporters in Connecticut because I don't, I mean, I follow a couple of them and they follow me on social media, so I have somewhat of a connection to local reporters, but this will really help me bridge that gap because I know what they go through on a day-to-day basis. I know how to get the job done, and I know how to also write things and press releases to pertain to them. So it's definitely going to be an exciting new chapter of my life that I can't wait to share with you all. And hopefully too, I get to do another OMG, I'm moving again. Um, 
moving up to Hartford. So we'll see. And then also, too, um, hopefully No Way will come out soon. And, you know, once this is solidified and there's like a full-time thing, because I would hate to have him move all the way here for something that, you know, possibly does have an end date. I'm not sharing that. I'm not doing none of that. I'm manifesting that it'll be a full-time gig. So let's get that little energy out of there. And, um, yeah, but... Other exciting news, what the original title of this podcast was going to be was, OMG, I went back to Wyoming because this past weekend I um, made my homecoming debut in the capital city of Wyoming. I helped out a friend, uh, the same friend who got me introduced to the, the Denver company. Her name is Bailey DeVries, a queen, a goddess. I mean, she's freaking gorgeous. Look at her on Instagram. I think it's like Mim Lady, M-I-M underscore lady. You'll see her. She looks like a gorgeous fairy nymph. And then her mother, Barb, who, Barb Sandick, who runs Ballet Wyoming, the director of it. I mean, a bunch of people run it. But I got to see so many people when I went home. I'm like, God, I said home. That's weird. Um, when I went back to Cheyenne, so I flew into Denver and my bestest friend, TT Hallie Jones, at Hallie Jones on the Instawebs, for those of you, I think there are three E's. Hallie Jones, maybe. I don't know that that's right. Hal Jones? It's something along those lines. She picked me up and she treated me like royalty, obviously. And we drove around. Um, we went right to Snooze for breakfast, which was great. I did miss Snooze. It's like a great breakfast chain that's in the Denver area, Arizona, Texas, and a couple other places. And then she brought me to Red Rocks because, fun fact, I had never been there in the two and a half years that I had lived out in the West. I had never been to Red Rocks Amphitheater. And that was pretty. However, going back West, I realized not where I wanted to live. (laughs) Everything was dead. I mean, it's the winter time. Everything's dead on the East Coast too. But you know, you get some foliage. We have some trees that are evergreen, so they never die. Um, And we still have moisture here. But everything there, it was just no trees again, a lot of rocks. Everything was brown. And I just realized I didn't miss it. And that may be harsh to say, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm an honest bitch. What can I say? And I just realized, even though some of my best, best friends are out there like Hallie and then Kevin and Sean Day and Barb and Bailey and Katie and all these people, even though all of them are out there, I know that I will be able to um, really share my time with them and make that sacred rather than needing to move back west. So I helped Bailey out with a little project that, again, you can follow my social media for. Um, I can't say too, too much about that, but very, very cool shit. I will say that, okay? And it was great artistic stuff with dancing. And I got to dance with one of the Ballet Wyoming dancers who's 15. Her name is Anna. And she is just magnificent. The, the whole project was fantastic. The, the footage from it is absolutely stunning. And I can't wait to be able to share it with you all. And I'll obviously link it when I have all of that information. But I also got to announce that I would be dancing in the spring show of uh, Where the Wild Things Are for Ballet Wyoming as a guest artist, which was super exciting because while I knew and a few people behind the scenes knew after we 
finished Dracula in October of 2019. I didn't want to announce it because I knew that a lot of things were still up in the air and I had agreed to do it, but I really wanted to make sure that I, what can I say? I'm a drama queen. I wanted to make a moment out of it. I wanted to show up in Wyoming and have the freaking earth crack open to the core and magma shoot out as I arrived back in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which did happen. Fun fact. It it didn't. Um, I was going to make some messed up joke about an earthquake, but I feel like plenty of islands have been destroyed from that, so I'm not going to do it. Um, so yeah, so I also got to surprise my little dancers uh, with Act 2 Studios at um they had a fundraiser that Saturday before I started rehearsal so I stopped by there ruined their makeup because a bunch of them cried and then I sadly had to leave but it was so good to be able to see the kids that literally thought they'd never see me again and tell them that I would in fact be back in the spring and I'll be back in Wyoming another two or three times before that so it was super exciting to see all them and then also to get working on the project now uh that being said I got to see Kevin Shonday Charlotte Katie Tiffany like a bunch of people and it was really nice and I will say with as little offense as possible to my friend's and family that live in Cheyenne, Wyoming. When I showed up back in Wyoming on the Friday, uh, let's just say for two and a half years, I was definitely looking at Wyoming, through, well, at least Cheyenne, through rose-colored lenses because I pulled up thinking, what in the heck? Who? I lived here for two. Who said that? Like, I showed up and Kiki Palmered it. I was like, I'm sorry. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. He could be walking down the street. I wouldn't know a thing. I'm sorry to this man because it didn't even look the same to me. I was like, I don't re I didn't remember it looking this decrepit when I lived here. And so hopefully I didn't defend too many people by saying that, but Cheyenne is not my forever home. I'll just leave it there. Now I will get into some of the fun stuff that we did for rehearsal and funny things uh, around the trip. Uh, because I also got to spend so much time with my love, No Way, which I will also touch upon. But we are going to take a quick break and hear from Anchor, and then we will be right back. Welcome back. Hopefully you all are not tired of that ad yet, but you know, I'm trying to make a dollar anywhere at this point. Stripping just isn't for me, I guess. Um, My mom and my grandmother said they'd show up to every show, so that really nixed that plan. But um, back to the, the story and back to Wyoming. So it was super exciting to be back and working on choreography again because I also hadn't danced since I did Dracula. So it had been, well, I guess I'd say November because it went to the end of November, December, January. Three months, really, I had not danced, which is a vile amount of time in the dance community. So I showed up as an 80-year-old woman and couldn't do my splits. And that was really the end of the story. But I did, um, I want to say like seven-hour days, which is normal. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that notification just went off. How unprofessional of me in my... um, freaking podcast thing whatever I just put on do not disturb but I'm not going back and reshooting because I don't do that um that should also further prove that I am the one singing the entrance song the entrance song the intro song um 
So yeah, so seven hour days for a guest artist are not at all obscure or out of the box because, you know, this person's flying in and or not from the area. So I needed to learn as much as I could. Now, that was some intense shit. Uh, it pardon my language, but I just... One, it was my first time back. Two, I was doing long ass days, but it felt so good to be back. I was in just heaven the whole time. I was dancing. My body was sore in places that I haven't been sore in in months. The insides of my butt cheeks hurt. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this stuff does not, I can work out 800 times a day. And this part of my butt will never once feel the pain until I do a freaking plie. And then I'm like, woo child. And it, it just felt so good to be back. Now, for those of you who don't know, I also have gotten pretty close with the Ballet Wyoming kids as well. I say kids, but some of them are like 16 and 17. But I refer to everyone as kids. You can be my superior and be 25. Oh my God, my superior is 25. That's one year older than me. Uh, 52. We'll get. We'll just flip 25, I guess. Uh, and, and I'll call you a kid. So it's, no one should get offended by that. But it was so good seeing them and... I remember Kaya and Kelly specifically poking fun at this podcast, but now they're getting a shout out, so y'all better stop. They were they were poking fun at my intro of the life's a bitch, but uh so am I. <laughs> and so it was funny to hear their take on all of that, but it was so good to be back and dancing again. And I um usually am prone to injuries, which is hilarious. Not in the sense of like, oh, I will go skiing and be Sonny Bono, but that may be a little messed up. But I have been pretty lucky on that front. But when it comes to dance, you know, I've got some pretty bad knees. I've got a horrible lower back. So they, in the sense that I get injured all the time. So I was really happy to not feel any of those pains throughout that time. And even now that I'm back, I I feel good. None of that pain. But What is super funny is that I would dance from 10 in the morning until 5 to 6 at night. No, 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 5 at night. And uh, then Saturday we did a little dinner, which was so great. Barb and Bailey had kind of put something together at um, one of the best restaurants in Cheyenne. And they just, you know, spoiled us. And I got to see uh, Elizabeth and her husband, Josh. So it was so much fun. Some of you people have no idea who these, these folks are, but it... It's a part of my story, so just listen. And uh, I felt bad for no way because, one, he just started a new job, and he has to work on the weekends, and two, we didn't really get to see each other because I flew in on Thursday. I was up at 1 a.m., well, actually before that, it doesn't matter, 1 a.m., we'll say, uh, Mountain Standard Time, which is two hours behind Eastern Time, so 3 a.m. Eastern. I landed in Denver at 8.30. Well, actually, no, I landed at like 7.40. 7.40 Mountain Standard Time. 
and then hung out with Hallie. She dropped me off with, I got to see Hallie's mom, Jennifer Jones. All my dogs, uh, the Hallie's dogs are like my freaking godchildren. I love those animals. And so it was great seeing all them. And then Hallie dropped me off with Bailey. We went, picked up the artist, did this project. And I had been going until, mm, I want to say like 9.30, 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So I'd almost at that point been up. And then I had to drive back to Fort Collins for almost 24 hours it it may be a stretch it was around 20 i want to say but i toward the end was turning in to a creature i like surpassed cinderella's pumpkin and i was turning into the headless horseman i was grumpy i literally got in the car with no way because he so graciously picked me up and i was just like listen i'm sorry in advance but I am going to be extremely grumpy because I am exhausted and I am hungry. So it was it was a lot of things. So I didn't really get to see Noe too, too much until the last day, which was Monday that I was there because I didn't have any dancing on Monday and Noe had the day off. So it was great. We got to spend the day together until he dropped me off at the airport for what would turn into a nightmare of a freaking flight home. But that's a different podcast because I just oh my god united they gave me a 50 dollar voucher but it's that's beside the fact i suppose so we got to spend some time together and it was great because we were back on the old stomping grounds where we had met and hanging out and doing stuff which was so much fun but the the big part of this story was I was getting ready and packing to leave and Bailey had asked us because there aren't any understudies for our positions in the dance Uh, you know it's very tight cast and we were given very specific instructions to not get injured so I had a whole weekend of dancing and I surprisingly didn't hurt myself knock on the microphone um and which was great now I'm packing at Noe's and they have a dog whose name is Rolly and he is the cutest damn thing and Cleo was is friends with him and all that good stuff. So I'm going to walk downstairs and Noe is blow drying his hair so he really can't hear anything. Mind you, I had also just done some interpretive dance to that new song Diamonds by um, Meg the Parliament or the Stallion or whatever she is in Normani. And... Um, I was walking down the stairs and Rolly decided to go full Pumbaa down the stairs and hit the back of my knees, to which I obviously fell, clipped my pinky toe on the railing and just like immediately fell. So my toe, if you're wondering, is completely broken and it is just janky looking. I had to then squeeze it into a freaking Timberland boot for my entire flight, which was super uncomfortable. The nail is black and blue. It looks like it's completely out of place. And don't get me wrong, I had some janky feet to begin with, but this just like took it over the edge. I got some La Cienega feet from the Proud family. I've already got my flippers. Don't need to accentuate them anymore. And now my toe is pointing the wrong direction. So it's hilarious. And I went for a run today, just right after I got my job offer. And right before I shot this podcast, And I got, I took my foot out of the shoe and there was blood everywhere. So if you're looking for a recommendation, don't run on a broken toe because it'll bleed, I guess. I I don't know why it's bleeding, but at this point I'm used to the pain. 
So yeah, so big things to come. Hopefully I'll be a little more regular with this because I start my new job. Ooh, I'm so exciting. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, next week, February 5th, and hopefully I can... I'm assuming, I don't know if I'd be able to shoot a podcast on like the Thursday or whatever. I'll, I'll have to gauge it out. You guys are going to have to be flexible with me, please, about listening and, and when I release things until I can get on a schedule. Maybe it will be the weekend um, that I release things. So yeah, it's it's super exciting. I, I know, know slash new big things are and were coming. It's just so great to see them start to to come to fruition and hopefully I will be able to um, share all of that with you I mean I plan on sharing everything with you all so please stay tuned and I know this one wasn't another funny one you know I'm trying to make these funny but right now life is is doing its own thing so I'm just trying to go with the flow I guess hopefully soon I can get to um, my friend Alexa on and Gabby if she ever comes back to Connecticut from Texas. Cleo, thank you so much for that background noise. And yeah, more people. I'll get more people, get some funny stories brewing as I get into a little more of a routine. Now I can finally freaking go to the gym again too, which will be great so I can get rid of my man boobs. But Yes, hopefully you enjoyed this life update because it brought so much freaking joy to my life and I'm just trying to spread joy to all of you. And just remember, if this ain't a prime example, I don't know what the hell is. You could be going through it in life, but just try to power through it and hopefully you can laugh about it later. How do I stop this?